Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy, and I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So, we have two listener stories this Woo-hoo! week. They're both short and sweet. Nice. First one is uh, from Brid. She says, hello, beautiful ghouls. I found your podcast months ago. You two are so funny and make my day every time I tune in. Thank you for sharing stories and just being you ladies. Um, I have a story about working in Ashford Castle in the west of Ireland. So when I first started working there, we were told a few stories about parts of the castle being haunted, as I assumed there would be in an 800-year-old castle. This didn't bother me much as my own house is 300 years old and there are for sure ghosts that I lived with. Anyway, one of the stories that was was a little eight-year-old girl had died in the castle from an illness and people would see her ghost in rooms and running, playing down hallways on the second floor. One night I was cleaning a room and had just finished cleaning out the shower. I made sure the taps were off properly, then turned to clean the sink The next thing I know, the shower is turned on full power. I froze and took a deep breath and turned to the shower and said, Little girl, I just cleaned that. Can you please turn the water off? And the water stopped just like that. I said, Thank you, and had to clean that damn shower all over again. (laughs) Sorry, this was long. Thanks for reading. I can't wait for the new episode, Frid. That is creepy. That is creepy. And it wasn't long at all. (laughs) Um... But yeah, to just, I don't think I would have the sense of mind to be like, um, can you turn that off? Yeah, I'd be like running out I of I know, room. I would literally But then I would be room. like, then I would stop and be like, okay, <laughs> I have to go back in there. Yeah, if it was your job. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. Okay, so that was super scary. Okay, so next one. Hey there, I can't believe it's been a year since I sent you all a note. Oh my gosh, has it been a year? Yeah. I know, when I first read that, I was like, oh my god, Don, you wow. are a liar. And then I saw, <laughs> she, it was, it was March of last year. Oh my god! I know, I was like, shut the fuck up. Now when I wrote her back, I was like, oh my god, I can't <laughs> believe it's been a year. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm sorry, I'm going to be 75 before, I, like, when I blink. Shh. Okay. It's, that's how fast time goes. I know. I can't believe it's March already. Where did February go? I don't know. Oh, my God. Okay. Then I wonder where this last year has gone. You guys still have me laughing. Too bad y'all live so far away. I could see us getting together for cocktails and laughing our asses that off. That would be so awesome. Fuck yeah. Where and does she live? Uh, I think she's in Minnesota. Oh, that sucks. I know. But I thought that brought up. I have a couple thoughts about maybe a live show in the future, like through Zoom or something. We'd have to figure that out. Um, okay. Or maybe <laughs> maybe if the, our group gets big enough, like on Facebook, you can meet people in your area that also listen to us, and you guys can get together and have a ghoul's night out of your own. Yeah, So that's true. bring more people, and maybe we can all get together one day. I did day. do a Zoom call for the first time recently. Really? Yeah, for that job interview. Oh, yeah. It was pretty easy. Hmm. But I was just, I mean, they gave me the number or the link or whatever, so I just joined the 
things. Oh, yeah. But I don't know how to set one up or anything. I'm sh- I mean, we could figure it out. Yeah. Okay. So there have been no goofy things happening in my house lately, so I haven't had to run outside with my mini hammer scaring my neighbors. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Probably not at the time, but... <laughs> So I will tell you something that was pretty cool that happened to me. Eight years ago, I became a grandma. I was at my daughter's home a couple of days after my grandson was born, and I was holding him. The strangest but most awesome thing occurred. I felt my grandma come from above and, for lack of a better word, flew right through me. I knew right then that she had come to see her great-great-grandson and wanted me to know that she knew all about him. I looked over at my gr- at my daughter and told her that Grandma Alice was just there to see Forrest. It was the most calming feeling of after, and I was so happy that she had come to see him. As has anything like that ever happened to you? It is one the one and only time that it has happened is a, and it was something that I will never forget. Take care and keep laughing, Dawn. Oh, that's I wish it happened. It has not happened to me. Nothing has happened to me like that. However, I will say the first few years after our mom died mm-hmm. on either her birthday or on the anniversary of her death specifically, I would be very absent-mindedly busy that day when mm. I'm never busy. And I'm It's I, the 16th, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think she had something to do with that. I think she made me forget so mm. I wouldn't be in a ball crying all day. Yeah. And I've actually felt like I've been crying over her and like literally have felt a wave of like, no, like calm down. I felt, oh. I've felt that like, cause I, you know, I, I was so close to her. I, especially when it first happened, mm-hmm. I would be losing my goddamn mind. Yeah. And, you know, like right in the middle of that, I would just calm down for no reason. And I think she was doing, I don't know what, I don't know what exactly what was happening, mm-hmm. but for some reason, unbeknownst to me, I was calming down. I think I think different than other people or feel different or something. I don't know what it is, but... It's like I put stuff like that into, like, a compartment in my mind. Yeah. And I don't... Access it? Yeah. Every now and then, a thought will come up or something will remind me. But it's like I put it back and don't... I, I do that exact same thing, except... For me to get all of those into the box, for me to close it and shut it, it takes a long time. Mm, it doesn't take me that long. It that's I mean, cause it's like it's almost like it's automatic for me. It's not for me. Yeah, like it's it's a process for me. And like I said, I, it eventually happens where I can yeah. just kind of shove all those back into my little vault or whatever. And it's weird for me. It's like it's almost instantaneous. It's like your mind is is protecting you yeah like like when it happened i was like it was like blocked off yeah like i think your brain does that for you i really yeah and the only time i really like i said things certain things like 
like when Peyton like graduated high school. Yeah. That will, it'll kind of make it come forward like she's missing this. Yeah. Or when he got into college, you know, he's yeah. the first one mm-hmm. to get into college on our side of the family, right. you know. So it's like she's missing this. Yeah. So those kind of things, you know, it'll bring it forward. But for the most part, it stays locked in its box. Like I said, I, it's the same kind of for me, but it, it is a process to get all that in there and like locked away so I don't think about it's it. It's just a little bit harder for you. Yeah, to yeah. get to that point. And eventually, yeah. it comes eventually. You know, yeah. like, I can I can think about her now without crying every time. Yeah. You know, and it, yeah. just, after a while, it gets a little easier, but, but yeah, it is, and even... You know, even other things, it was it's it's a process for me to mm-hmm. just kind of get that out of my mind, or just try to not think about it. And, yeah, or be okay if and I do. And it's the think same, it. you know, it's the same for Eric's mom too. You know, she's not here for those milestones. Yeah, and it's it's those things, those kinds of things that, um, when I start thinking about that, it kind it you know makes me sad. Yeah. But for the most part, I don't, I've never had an experience like that. Mm. Yeah, it was, it was very weird. And, and you know, like I would be, because most of the time I'm at work and I, you know, I would just be so busy and then like almost time to go and I'd look at the date and I'd be like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, thanks mom. You yeah. know, like that's, thank you. <laughs> I needed that. <laughs> I didn't need to think about you today. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so thank you guys so much thank for writing you for in. Thank you for writing in. We love it. We would love to fill our show entirely with all those stories. So send in your stories, ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and I didn't have a joke today, but I have shocking one in a million stories. Mm, cool. To begin with. First one, I survived a non-survivable plane crash. Oh my gosh. I was on an old uh, Po 2, famous for being very safe and uncrashable. A what? A Po 2. Oh. P-O-2. It's in China. It's a, oh. a plane of some sort, I'm assuming. Okay. Um, on a tour of the desert in western China when I was seven. My father's friend who piloted the plane didn't survive, but somehow I got out with only a concussion. I apparently passed out for almost a day in the wreckage on the edge of the de- of the desert, 50 kilometers from the town or airport. The people who found me were some tree planters. They plant greens in the desert to protect towns from sandstorms. A lot of people who live in these desert towns in China do this. They found me while they were picking up a shipment, and the only reason they looked was that they were making a bet to see how quickly an egg could cook in the sand, and they went off on the road to test it. According to my dad, I survived because the plane was almost was mostly made out of fabrics and wood. So the plane cra- when the plane crashed, the front half collapsed and took the majority of the impact. I was knocked out and was luckily covered over with the wreckage and in the shade, so that cooled me off enough to survive for a day or so. Hmm, that'd be crazy. I couldn't imagine surviving a plane crash no well and again kind of going back to what we were just talking about i think your mind protects you from a lot of stuff 
So if they were unconscious, that probably means when they were crashing, they passed out. Mm, yeah. And then with, you know, with the impact, they probably, I don't know, pass out more, I think. Well, yeah, if they hit their head, then okay, it so was just like... Psh. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. But to, to be in a plane crash and not have any broken bones... Yeah, or, that's insane. Yeah. Just like, oh, while well, these are one in a million stories. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, this is fucking nuts. I have the rarest type of synesthesia, which means I can actually taste words. <sighs> It's called lexical gustatory. These kind of things trip me out. I know. And less than 0.2% of the population has it. I have to physically say the words out loud to taste them. So reading silently to myself won't do it. Don't won't do it. When I was younger, I'd always repeat words that tasted good in my head, and I'd avoid saying words that tasted bad. What? Oh my gosh, what kind of words tasted bad? Uh, I can mostly, now I can mostly ignore it. It only happens if I speak, so I don't taste from other people during conversations. For example, Sam tastes like lemon juice mixed with salt, almost like a chili lime flavor without the spiciness, and John tastes like raisins, and Noah tastes like avocado. Oh my gosh. I know, what the fuck? That is insane. That is so... Weird. It is weird. But it's cool at the same time. It is. But I'm, yeah. Yeah, weird. I couldn't, I just can't I know. Tasting I'm, words. That's just. <laughs> or seeing, uh, seeing color when someone says a word. Yeah. Or like, just, yeah. It's so weird. Wow. Next one. Our brains oh. work. Just, I'm sorry. It just. I know. It's fucking weird. Me. It's weird. I couldn't imagine. But in a, it's weird, but it's a in a good way. It's like, I Can mean, you imagine like, if you said like, "Hi, my name's Jody," and someone was like, "Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> you taste bad. Your what? name is disgusting." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Or you'd be like creeped out if someone be like, "Ooh, that tastes sweet. <laughs> you taste good." <laughs> Nice really to meet fast. you. <laughs> oh my god. What was the one that was just recently that I couldn't get over? What was that? Oh, it was the people who don't have uh, internal monologue. Yes! What the fuck? I don't understand I don't that. understand. I, I think they're lying. I can't. I can't. How does that even happen? You can't. I don't think you could function I like know, that. I know. I know. I seriously don't think you could function without being able to talk to yourself in your brain. I just... I know. How do they think of things? Like, if someone asks you, what's 14 times two or whatever and you know like you think about that in your head for a second what the fuck are they thinking of like yeah i don't i don't understand how that works someone needs to write in that has this so we can understand yeah i can't i can't get it out of my mind because i don't get it i don't get it i can't understand it i think it's bullshit i don't know for sure (laughs) but i'm calling bullshit i'm calling bullshit because i don't (laughs) 
There's no way. Yeah, we're calling bullshit. What if someone you're talking to is a total dick, but you can't say it out loud? You can't say it in your mind? I don't... Would they just say it to their face? Or... I don't... I don't... I, that, that makes no sense. How, you, how, how can, can you, you say think... You're, you're such a dick in your brain while someone's talking. I think they're confused. I don't know. Maybe, I don't maybe get how it works. Maybe they think an internal monologue is like... It has to be someone else's voice or something. They're confused. I think so, because I don't think it's possible. I don't either. I don't get that. Because how do you read to yourself? Yeah. How do you do anything? How do you literally do anything? Anything. You talk in your brain. That's how you think. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We've been drinking tonight, if you haven't noticed. Okay, moving on. I'm on number three. (laughs) (laughs) And we're like 17 minutes in. Okay, go ahead. I was kidnapped while leaving work one day and was held captive for 18 months along with two other girls. The guy who took us claimed himself to be an ineffable lower god, and he used cult tactics, manipulation, and control to have us be his family. Fuck that, dude. I was allowed to leave to go to the grocery store as an errand, but I knew if I didn't come back, the others would receive my punishment. I finally got away by stabbing my captor when I believed he was going to kill me. Oh, my God. I couldn't even... Oh, my God. That is horrifying. I can't even imagine that. That is horrifying. Good for you for getting out of that. Like that one girl, what was she? He had her for like 18 years or something like that. She oh, had yeah, his kids. babies and stuff. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Yeah. There's been so many stories like that. So fucked up. There was one. I don't know if it's the one that you're talking about, but there were police called over to their house or whatever several times, and he just hit her. Oh, I oh my God. What gives them the fucking right? I don't know. You know, it's like, oh, it pisses me I off. I know. It pisses me off, too. They don't, I mean, like, you will never understand how a motherfucker works like that. I know. Next one, my father and I went to a casino for the first time. I had $50 in my pocket with the intention of that being the only money we'd spend. We played roulette and quickly lost 45 bucks. As I had a $5 chip, I placed it on the number five. The ball started spinning and actually landed on that number. We cheered. I decided to leave the whole bet on five again rinse and repeat the ball fell on the number five four times in a row we walked out with almost forty three thousand dollars in a bag after taxes never went to a a casino again in my life wow holy shit that gave me chills yeah oh my god i'd love to do that oh yeah five bucks you went 43 grand wow i couldn't even imagine oh my god that would be so awesome that would be the best night ever. I would put that all towards my house. Oh, oh my God. You would not have a house payment anymore. Well, or close. I would, but close. Holy yeah, it would take shit. me a few. It would only take me maybe five years to pay it You're off. Like, Your new total is $5 a month. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and pay that off. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That would be awesome. Okay, next one. My mom has been struck by lightning twice. She was inside her house both times in two different houses. Oh, my God. I didn't even know that could happen. I think there are some people that just 
have some kind of energy that attracts lightning because I've heard right. of that before. I think you're right. I think people have things that attract lightning. I think like spontaneous human combustion. Yeah. I think those people have like more alcohol in their system or like something mm-hmm. to make them that is nuts to me like the spontaneous human combustion oh i know We're, there for a while i was really into that that was yeah. it just freaked me out well the fact that to burn a human like that to where there's nothing left but ashes it would have to be like 3000 degrees oh yeah and for nothing in the house other than that to be and it and sometimes it's only part of the body yeah. like there's feet left yeah or hands left yeah. or something you or like know. even the chair that they were sitting in is still okay i mean the yeah. middle is burnt but oh yeah, my god but it's still there it's weird it is weird crazy uh my now husband was in a terrible car accident as a teen he was found dead on the scene but was revived his sister was the random emt who was called the defibrillator defibri- <laughs> defibrillator that was used to revive him was recently donated by the company his mom worked for and a doctor who heard the car accident from his house and came to assist was the obstetrician who d- delivered him when he was born oh my god so freaky wow that's cool that is cool next one i'm allergic to the cold like literally i get intense hives and swelling i pass out and i throw up it doesn't even have to be freezing if it's below 45 degrees Fahrenheit and I'm without a jacket, I can't do it. I have to carry an EpiPen with me in the event that I drink something too cold or have a severe reaction. Oh my gosh. That is insane. They definitely should not live in Indiana. No. You would, they would have, have a hard to, time. They would have to stay in like Arizona or yeah, something very warm. Very warm. Or like a tropical, like Hawaii. Yeah, or Hawaii. Something. That would be a good excuse. Hell yeah. I have to live here. I know. It's it's like a rule. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use that. <laughs> Next one. My family and I live in Canada. When I was a child, we went to Disneyland, and I somehow got separated from my parents in the theme park. Panicked, I started to look around for them and couldn't believe that our next-door neighbors from Canada were sitting on the bench right next to me. That's weird. I was able to sit with them until my parents found me. Talk about a weird coincidence. That is crazy. It's a small world. It is. Uh, when my Nana was just a teen, she escaped a satanic cult and rescued 14 girls who'd been kidnapped and were being hidden in the attic. That's cool. Hell yeah. She was a teenager too. Wow. Fuck yes, Nana. That's awesome. Way back in college, my car got stolen. It was a crappy bright green Ford Pinto. Yeah, that far back. But it was mine, and I needed it for classes and to getting to work. Later that day, a friend gave me a ride to the police station to file a report. We stopped at a light, and my Pinto pulled up right next to us. <laughs> my friend and I looked at each other in disbelief, and when the light changed, we followed the car. After a few blocks, I pulled it pulled into a liquor store. The guy got out and left the car running for air conditioning. I got out of my friend's car, opened my Pinto's door, and drove off. Uh, drove my stolen car home. Never had to file that police report. <laughs> that is hilarious. That is fucking great. That is great. Oh my god. Fuck you. <laughs> That's funny. With your beer. Seriously. <laughs> Next one. My dad's cousin was an activist in the 80s against the neo-Nazis. 
One night he was in bed, but a family member had a bad feeling and decided to call him to see if he was okay. He got up to answer the phone, which was in the kitchen, and while he was on the call, a bomb went off in his bedroom. That <sighs> phone call saved his life. Wow. Holy shit. That gave me chills. That, me too. That was cool. Yeah. Next one, I was talking to a woman on Tinder while I was out of town for a baseball trip. When I asked for her number, she responded with my phone number, but with a different area code. I thought maybe she Facebook stalked me and got my number from there and was just messing with me, but nope. She had the exact same phone number I had. What are the chances? Uh, that's funny. That is funny. Next one in college, uh, 1965-ish, my dad worked at a liquor store. He was supposed to work that Friday night, but his girlfriend, now wife, my mom, insisted he take her to some event, so he switched shifts with a coworker. That night, the store got robbed, and the guy who took my dad's shift was shot five times and died. My dad has major survivor's guilt to this day and will rarely talk about it, but it's so wild because if he had gone to work, I wouldn't be alive. Wow. That reminds me. I told you I've been watching those Deadline shows. If you're a woman, do not work at a convenience store at night. Yeah. There were two I I watched where both women worked at a convenience store at night by themselves yeah. and ended up dead. Oh my gosh. So just yeah. carry just so your you mace know. or something. No, just don't do it. <laughs> work during the day. <laughs> well, people gotta work. That sucks, but people gotta do what they gotta do. Uh, next one, I didn't meet my husband until we worked together just a few cubicles apart as adults. Turned out we actually grew up one street away from each other. Only we hadn't met because he went to the public elementary school and I went to a private one. I trick-or-treat at his house and even rode my bike by it a million times as a kid, but we never knew each other. <laughs> that's that's funny. funny. Which, that's kind of like me and Aaron. We went to school together and I never knew who he was. Yeah. Until years later when I worked with his cousin. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and then she was like, oh my god, you gotta meet my cousin. And I was like, no. <laughs> and now look at me like 20 years later. Yeah. Uh, next one, I worked in a contact center in Wisconsin, which is about 40, 40 of us working at any given time. I was helping a woman place an order, and when I looked down at her address, I realized she lived in the same exact house I did when I was 10 in Texas, 1,320 miles away. That's crazy. Old next door neighbor. Yeah. Oh, look, she's funny one. My husband was grilling outside and cut into the meat to check if it was done. The knife slipped out of his hand and hit the cement right on its rubber handle. The darn thing somehow bounced all the way back up and the blade hit my husband in his eyeglasses. He became white as a ghost and showed me his glasses, which he never wears but needed to because he had just run out of contact lenses and they had a big deep scratch on them. Had he been wearing his contacts like normal, he would have lost his eye. Scary stuff. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Next one, I was cutting vegetables in my kitchen and a fly was buzzing around my head, so I swung around the knife in my hand and somehow managed to slice the fly clean in half. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what are the chances of that? That's Shit. amazing. Got Mr. Miyagi beat. <laughs> this damn chopstick. Fuck chopsticks. <laughs> Cut you in half. That is insane. 
2016, my family and I went to a small excursion of fewer than 15 people to a village in Portugal called Nazara, I think. We ended up meeting and having lunch with a man who was on the excursion by himself. We parted ways when the bus dropped us off, and that was that. A year later, our family was traveling out of state in our country, Brazil. We were checking in at our hotel when we saw someone in line who looked awfully familiar. It was the man from the excursion. We randomly met again, unplanned, on a whole different continent a year later. Hmm. That's crazy. And my last one, I stuck my hand out of the window for half a second to see if it was still raining, and a bird shat right on it. <laughs> what the hell are the chances? Never doing that again. <laughs> that sucks. That does suck. All right, this week I did uh, creepiest things kids have said about their past lives. Okay. Now, we might have read some of these. I don't know. (laughs) I don't believe in the paranormal. I'm a pretty reasonable guy. I have degrees in science and health care, and I'm pretty grounded. But since I was a child, I had a memory of me stumbling out the back door of a club. I couldn't hold myself, either really drunk or on drugs, and I slipped down a staircase hit my head in the alley and died. I was about 19. I was thin, had long blonde hair. I was wearing a brown red leather jacket. I remember the neon signs, the staircase, the door I walked out of, even the interior. I can paint the picture perfectly if I had any talent in art. Anyways, so two years later I took a leisure trip to Budapest and while exploring the ruined pubs with my wife, I found the fucking alley. Shut the It was fuck funny up. because I remarked to my wife earlier when we arrived that I felt something about Budapest that felt like home and familiar. Uh, wait. It felt like home and familiar, and I felt oddly too comfortable there, like I could have never left. I think about this quite often. Um. Holy shit. That was it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What? That's weird. That is insane. You know, I mean, obviously that's a past life. Like, yeah, it clearly. Oh my God. I had a brother pass away from brain cancer. At the time, we had a cat who was a calico and just sort of knew he was battling something. She was really mean to most people, but with him, she was gentle. He would grab her paws and she would just let it happen. Well, about three years after he passed, my parents had another child, another boy. He was about three when he told my parents about the white, brown, and black cat that used to let him grab her paws. She had died about a year before he was born. Holy shit, what? Yeah. Oh my god. Give me chills. Yeah. My son said once, Mommy, when I was big and you were little, I remember when we danced in the kitchen. The only person I ever danced in a kitchen with as a child was my grandfather. Aww, that's so sweet. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) My middle son used to talk about having a different mom before me. He would say she was blonde and looked nice, but wasn't nice. Oh. He would bring it up randomly and only ever got a bit emotional when he would tell me that when he was with her, he never got to grow up. He said he chose me to be his mom this time because I would let him grow up and get old. When he would say the last part, it was as if he was looking for reassurance. He'd ask me like, right mom, I can grow up this time. Really fucked me up sometimes. Oh my god, these are so sad. I know. I wonder what he meant though, like did she kill him before he grew up? 
that's what it sounded like. Like oh, she was oh my abusive God. and he didn't make it. Aw, that's terrible. My daughter, when she was three, used to talk about her imaginary friend all the time. Said he was big and fun and spent a lot of time playing with her. One day I was scanning old photos and had a photo of my father on my desk and she said, Hey, how did you get a photo of my friend? Aww. I instantly got shivers down my spine. My father died in, in the house 15 years previously and she played in a room that used to be his office. I cautiously asked her to tell me more about her friend and without hesitating she told me he talked funny. The chills stopped me dead in my tracks because dad was an Aussie who never lost his accent. Oh my gosh. What? How can you argue with that? Yeah, you can't. Oh my God. You can't. My five-year-old daughter said to me, I was in your belly twice, Mama. The first time I died before I came out, but I came back. I did lose my first pregnancy eight months before getting pregnant again. She was never told. I don't know what it was, but that's what happened. Oh my God. Not me, but a friend's little sister. The whole family was out for dinner at a restaurant in a skiing village, which they recently bought a cottage near. My friend's little sister, as soon as they walked in, said, I know this place. My mother and I used to paint here. To which her mother replied, We've never been here before. What do you mean? She replied with, No, my mother before. We used to paint here all the time. The family was obviously a little freaked out but didn't think much of it as she was pretty young and they figured just messing around. Later on, though, when talking to the waitress, the little girl again adamantly mentioned how she used to paint there, and the waitress revealed that it, in fact, was an art studio for many years in the 1900s, but had been converted sometime in the early 2000s into a restaurant. Needless to say, the entire table, waitress, waitress included, got goosebumps and were at a loss for words. Fuck yeah! Oh my god! That's insane! <laughs> my little brother, when he was little, like three or four, said that he was in a jungle saving animals, and one day he had to, de- to decide if he would stay with the animals or come live with us. He chose us, but reminded my mom that he couldn't stay forever, just, a, just for a little while. He passed this January at 26 years old. My younger sister, when she was three, started talking to my mom about when I was a big girl and you were a little girl. She said she went to my parents' wedding. She described her old self physically, and my mom says that sounded like my mom's grandmother, Grace. My sister also talked about the greenhouse she used to live in at the end of the dirt road and the fact that her mother, my mom's great-grandmother, Matilda, died from a snake bite while they lived there. She described the snake as pretty, and with the full description, my mom thinks she was describing a copperhead. Now, we lived in northern Nebraska, no copperheads, and Matilda died in southeast Oklahoma, copperhead region. My sister said she killed the snake with a hoe. These discussions always took place at bedtime. One day, we were putting in the garden, and my dad was sitting down and sharpening the hoe with a file, and my sister told him he was doing it wrong. He told her to show him how to do it. She put her hands on his and placed them in the correct position. And later, he said that she was right. He was doing it wrong. For those of you interested in timelines, this would be in 1980, when my mother's grandmother Grace died in 1968, and her great-grandmother Matilda died in 1902. 
Also, we don't know if snake bite was the cause of death of her great-grandmother Matilda. I was 15 at the time. These little nightly discussions were going on, so I remember them fairly well. She probably told these things on and off for about six months, and by four, she would say, I'm tired of talking about it. I'm not a great writer. I hope this was not confusing. It's not confusing, and it brings up a question. Like, a lot of these, and we've had them before, Mm -hmm. they're within the same family. Like, they continue... Like, they're always like, remember when I was big and you were little? And, like, it's all the same people? Yeah, it's like, um, it's like you're reincarnated, but your whole lifetime, it's with the same people. Souls. Yeah, they might not be the same gender or... It's their soul. It's their... Yeah, it's their soul that keeps coming back, but it's in the same group yeah of other souls or whatever well that that makes me wonder like the the little kid where he had the abusive mom like it kind of seems like you can choose other people to be your parents or something if you would like to. that's so fucking like what yeah it's weird i don't know oh my god we, i think we're in for a huge surprise when we leave this place <laughs> so. we're gonna be like what the fuck is going on <laughs> Like, oh, now I get it. How you both, we're both going to be like, I knew it. I knew that. <laughs> Wait till I tell Brandy when she gets here. <laughs> Fuck it, I'll tell her right now. <laughs> Do something weird and you're like, what the? You just like throw a screw at me. I'm like, what the fuck? That means I told you. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) When I was four, my parents and I went to my aunt's farm. The wind started picking up and I looked back at my parents and said, gotta tie the hail bale. Gotta tie the hay bale down in the wind that's how david died the hail bay to this day no one knows who david is oh Oh, shit that's creepy yeah oh my god was watching an old video of a jazz drummer playing a solo no idea who it was but he was really good my daughter probably age three was looking over my shoulder for a minute before she said i used to play the drums like that when i was a man oh that's fucking weird. Oh my god, what? I used to watch my nephew when he was about three or four. One day he was at my house and pointed to a magnet of Arizona. It had a picture of the desert with rock formations. Kid pointed at it and asked where it was. He said he used to live by red rocks like that with his first family, who had all st- who all had straight dark hair. His is blonde and curly now. And that he was—he had a mom and a dad, and he had a brother until he went too far into the desert, too close to dark, and got eaten by, not dogs, not wolves, but smaller. I said coyotes, and he kind of mouthed the word and said, oh, that's what you call them. Then he was sad and didn't want to talk about it anymore, so we had lunch, and that was the first and last time he mentioned it. Weird. These always seem to be around the same age yeah. group, too. Well, I think at a certain age, we kind of forget. We forget, yeah. yeah. 
When he was around four, my grandson used to talk about his job at the ice factory. One day he was talking about his boss, Farvo, and the day he quit. I asked him why he quit, and he turned to me and quite passionately said, I'll tell you why I quit. They made me work 15 days in a row without a break, and I had, an, I had, had enough of that. Oh my it God. was weird hearing that righteous anger coming out of the little boy. <laughs> Holy shit. He's still pissed. Yeah, he is. <laughs> shit. My little brother said when he was three or four, when I was a grown-up, I went to war and I never came back. Oh, That's sad. I was driving my family across the state to visit family. Some commercial on the radio about Vegas came on and I started singing Viva La- Las Vegas in my best Elvis impersonation. My son was about three or four, and he says, I don't like Vegas. I lost my life and a lot of money there. Oh. His mom and I glanced at each other like, what the fuck? (laughs) He never said anything else about it. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. How would a three or four-year-old know that you lose money at Vegas? Oh, my God. And that's such a grown-up thing to say. I lost a lot of money in my life there. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is nuts. When my son was four, he had driven past a cemetery. He asked me if I remembered when he died and was buried. I said no and asked him what he meant by saying that. He said he had died, was buried in a cemetery, and that's when he started growing in my belly. The hairs on the back of my neck stood up when he said this. He doesn't remember saying this. Hmm. My middle son, five, is named after my wife's grandfather. He just looked at her a couple weeks ago and said, I remember when you were little and you sat on my lap. He also once gazed into my mother-in-law's eyes at three or four years old, stroked her cheek and said, my daughter. Aww. That's so cute. I know. (laughs) When our son was maybe three or four, he described his life as a ballerina on stage. From the lights to the music to the applause. His next words chilled me to the bone. I was at a party on a boat, and I fell into the water. Then poof, I was here. I asked him to relate the story when his father came back from a business trip a couple weeks later, and it was identical. But after that, we never discussed it again. I didn't want to go there. Oh, my God. My co-worker has a son who, when he was about three, told her he used to grow rice and lived in a place where two rivers met. He was able to name the rivers, and she located it on a map of East Asia. Pretty wild. Holy shit. There's no way these kids no, would make that up. there's no way. Oh my gosh. None of mine have, but back pre-pandemic, I was watching my friend's then three-year-old for her, and he saw... Oh. And he saw a big military ship, and he got this kind of faraway look and said... I remember when my boat sank, there were so many sharks. Oh, shit. I said, what? He (laughs) blinked, said, what? And then started asking questions about the boat. I mentioned it to my friend, and she said, yeah, he does that sometimes. Oh, my God. Weird. When my daughter was four, she told me she, she told me she used to be my grandma. Which I'd like to believe it's true because when I was pregnant with her, I would dream my grandma of my grandma frequently. Hmm. When I was three, I used to tell my mom stories about my other family every night before bed. The siblings I had and the dog too. 
One day she took me to Target and I told her I wanted big girl undies and she said she wanted to buy them for me and I could wear them when I was potty trained. I told her that my other family already potty trained me so I can start wearing them now. (laughs) I put them on that day and never had an accident after that. She never potty trained me and was just shocked. Oh my, that's nice. Be nice to remember something like <laughs> yeah. that. Oh, I, like, remember I, already, how to drive. I already know how to do that. I can drive. I'm only five. <laughs> totally driven before what? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's going a little too far. <laughs> we'll start with the potty turn. <laughs> All right. <laughs> My my brother was born just after 9-11. When he was a toddler one time, he went on about how he used to work in a tall building and wore a suit and tie. Freaked my parents out. Oh my god. When my nephew was about three or four, my sister said he was throwing a tantrum in the car while he was in his car seat. And he yelled at her randomly, I waited a hundred years to be born. (laughs) Holy shit. I waited a hundred years for this shit. Now I'm stuck in a car seat? <laughs> and I can fucking potty, damn it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> my mom told me when I was three or four that I screamed, that I scream cried when we passed an old blue Volkswagen bug. I told her that was the car I died in. I was apparently very hot, and I had a baby in my belly. Oh, my God. That's sad. It is. Oh, my God. My son was three at the time. At bedtime, he said, Mama, one time the bad guys got me and drove me in their car. I said, What? And he continued to tell me a story about being locked in a room, and he was hungry, and I didn't find him. The bad guys got away, and he never got out. That shit, that shit scared me so much, I still freak out about it. I held him so tight that night. Aww. it's terrible. According to my dad, when I was around five, I was staring out the window during a heavy thunderstorm. When he asked what I was doing, I answered, When do the, do- <laughs> when do the bombs drop? Ooh. Are they gone yet? I grew up in Germany, and my dad's dad used to alert the city for incoming air raids. My grandpa died three days before I was born, and at five, I had no idea about the war or my grandpa. Really freaked him out at the time. A couple moments later, I forgot what I said when he asked me more questions. I don't have kids, but when my brother was a toddler, he said something to my mom about throwing hay in the window for the horses. My grandfather died before his birth and was a farmer. The barn had windows, and he would just throw the hay in the windows for the horses to eat. My mom was really freaked out, but he never said anything else similar again. My nephew, around two or three, would talk about his other mom and then look confused when you asked him to elaborate. She's not here now. (laughs) When my son was about three, he told us how he remembered being a helicopter pilot in Vietnam. This was in 1998. Holy shit. My parents don't use Reddit, so I'll answer this for them. I guess this is a reddit thing <laughs> i think i was three playing with the corkscrew when i blurted out that i used to have one of those when i had black hair i'm blonde my parents said they asked me what i what it was and i responded that it's used for opening wine 
freak the hell out of them. (laughs) Apparently, when I was really little, around three or so, I told my mom that this was my last time here, that I wasn't going to come back. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah, that's like, what do you move on to? Uh, Maybe they become an angel. Mm, I don't know. Who knows? My daughter would refer to me as her new mommy. Then, as her vocabulary increased, she said, You're my new mommy, but it's okay. I like you. Then one day, You're my new mommy. I had two brothers, but they all died. But it's okay, because I like you. She never mentioned her real family again. Last time she did, she was about three or four years old. That's crazy. My daughter asked me, Remember my fancy hat? And when I said no, she said, yeah, before I was dead. I used to work in a bank. I saved my money and bought a hat in a round box. I was on the bus, and a man almost sat on it. Then the bus crashed, and I died. She was about three and totally casual about it. Holy shit. This was told to me by my parents. When I was six or so, my dad was watching a war documentary, and it talked about a tube. I then said, you mean the tube from when I was grown up? My dad asked me to explain more, and I said, me and another person was put in a tube with a knife and was tasked to kill the other person, but I got stabbed in the chest. He says it still keeps him up at night. Oh, my God. As soon as I could talk about two, I would tell my parents about my moon family and how I had lived with them until I said a bad word and got sent to earth and landed in a bush where my mom made a salad from the leaves and that's how she had me. Huh? I would make my mom so mad by telling her she was doing stuff differently than my moon mama. What? I don't know. This is my <laughs> last one. <laughs> when I was about four, I walked into the laundry where mom was doing the washing and asked her what she was doing. Then stood there with my hands on my hips and said, When I was old, I didn't do it like that. Another time I sat bolt upright from a nightmare and mom, trying to comfort me, asked about the dream and where she was. And I apparently said coldly, I told you, mommy, it was a long time ago. You weren't there and just went back to sleep. Kids are spooky. Not having them for fear they'll be the horror movie kind that that scurry past doorways in the dark. Oh my gosh. And that's it. All right. Creepy kids. <laughs> Holy shit. <clears throat> okay, I have unbelievable but real horror stories that will scare the shit out of you. Okay. First one, my dog has a nasty habit of scratching the door in the middle of the night. One evening, evening, she wouldn't stop scratching the door for any reason. After calling her five times, I threw a pillow toward the door to make her stop. That's when she barked. From right beside me. She'd been next to me the whole time. I hate those. I know. I was scratching at the door. When I was little, every night when the lights were turned off and I went to sleep, two dark forms would descend from the ceiling near the doorway into my room. They walked quietly up to my bed and one stood on each side of my headboard looking at me. I would cover my head with a blanket until one day I had the courage to tell my mother. She put a lamp in my room and told me to pray and leave and ask them to leave. I sleep with the lamp on all night to this day. That's creepy. I sleep with my TV on. I have to have some sort of light when I'm going to sleep. Well, I do too. But if I end up waking up in the middle of the night, like 
to use the bathroom or something, mm-hmm. I turn my TV back on. I don't do that, man. I just go I do. I've heard too many stories, <laughs> watched too much shit. I don't want to see nothing. Yeah, I get that. My father died in 1996 when I was 10 years old and my brother was 12. We slept in bunk beds and my brother had the upper bunk while I was on the lower. One night I woke up in the middle of the night with someone softly caressing my head. I thought it was my brother and ignored it. When I went back to sleep, the feeling returned. I got out of bed to confront my brother, but he was snoring quietly. I went back to bed and the caressing began a third time. I've never prayed so hard in my life. I prayed until the sun rose the next day. When I was about eight or nine years old, my mother worked nights and we shared a double bed. One day I felt a strange presence in the bedroom. I had my eyes closed and when I opened them, I saw hands wrapped around the bed from underneath. (laughs) The hands were made of blood, bone, and hanging skin and they tried to climb up the bed. I turned away and there was a white shadow laying next to me. I managed after a long time to get up and run to my grandmother's room. She didn't dare come back to the bedroom with me. No way. That is creepy. My grandmother lived with my family during the last months of her life. She died on the sofa in our house one Sunday night. The following week, I started seeing someone in white passing through the house occasionally, and when I went looking for them, there was never anyone there. My sister claimed that she had actually saw physical forms... We were terrified for a good while until my sister and I could no longer sleep in our rooms because we were too afraid. My mother prayed, burned the couch in the backyard, and we never saw anything again. Mm. Creepy. When I was about five or six years old, I woke up to a noise in my room. When I opened my eyes, there was a man standing in front of me with a big brown beard, dark hair, and black clothes. I kept looking at him in fear and backed away on the bed until I was up against the wall. Then I felt the mattress sink down beside me and started to cry. When I looked again, he had vanished, but I could still, uh, but it still seemed as if there was someone lying next to me on the bed. I asked it to leave because I was afraid, and the bed returned to normal. I cried myself to sleep and still remember the man's face to this day. I'd never met anyone who looked like that, and neither had my parents. Hmm. Creepy. Creepy grandpa. <laughs> I work in an old building that was built in 1929. The space was closed for at least 20 years before we moved in because the previous owner had killed his wife and then himself. We moved in two months ago, and almost every day at exactly 12.08 p.m., the bell for the front door rings, but there's never anyone there. We've looked at the security recordings and everything, and there's never anyone there. The other day, I was alone in the office late in the evening. I was on my way out, so I turned off all the lights, closed the windows, and activated the alarm. When I turned to close the door, the kitchen light was on, even though I had just turned it off. Another time, I arrived in the morning, and the light in the main room had turned itself off. I had even heard the sound of the switch flipping. The last straw was when I saw someone else's face next to mine in the reflection of my computer screen. There was no one there when I turned around. I decided to talk about these things with the building's manager's wife, who who lived in the building for several years. She assured me that it's actually pretty quiet in the building these days, and that there used to be a lot more strange occurrences, and at least now she can take the elevator by herself. I just laughed nervously. Oh my god. <laughs> See them damn reflective yeah, surfaces. Totally creepy. Fuck those. <laughs> Next one, my mother always complained that she had a lot of nightmares, but when she, uh, but she would never say what her dreams were about. 
One day while we were at the mall, I suggested that she wait in the food court while I was getting our food. When I returned with our meals, she had a strange look on her face, so I asked her if she was okay. She said she was fine, so we finished our meals and left. As we were riding the escalator to leave, I turned to talk to my mother and almost had a heart attack because standing behind her was a man in old-fashioned clothing holding one of my mother's shoulders and looking at me with a very angry expression. She saw the shocked look on my face right away and shouted at me, asking what was wrong. When I told her what I had seen, she started crying and said, You just described the man that tries to kill me every night in my nightmares. Ooh, I just got chills. Next moment, I was 15 years old. I stayed up late watching a TV marathon with my sister. In the middle of the night, after my sister had fallen asleep, I saw the nearby computer mouse start moving by itself. I called my mother into the room, and she said it was probably a rat that had been pulling the cable from underneath the desk. What? And that I should just go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a rat. I totally would. I I get it. I get it. It's probably late. She's like, oh, we have rats. Go to bed. (laughs) Oh, let's see. Uh, Suddenly, I swear I saw a black figure with no face or human features behind the bookcase. It looked in my direction and pointed. I clearly... I nearly shot myself (laughs) with fear. I remember saying, who are you? I do not want you in my house. Nobody wants you here. Get out of here now. The thing left, and I actually heard it hit the cabinet before it went through it. (laughs) The cabinet began to sway, and the door slammed and made a loud bang. He's throwing a temper tantrum. <laughs> it sounded like he's... Fuck you then! I'm just gonna leave! Startled him, so he like turned real fast and bumped into the... <laughs> Clumsy ghost. What? What? <laughs> Be quiet back there. Yeah. Next one. One time my husband and I had some friends over to eat pizza. One of my friends, who had always been very mystical, began to feel ill in the kitchen and excused himself to our bedroom. Once he was in our bedroom, he started to rock back and forth and giggle in a voice that made my hair stand on end. I ran out of the room, shivering with fear. My husband went to check on him and soon returned, saying our friend wanted to talk to me. I went into the bedroom where my friend walked up to me with his eyes rolled back into his head, made a few little grunts, and said, This is my house. Then he knelt and kissed my feet, rubbed his hand on my belly, and motioned as though he was nursing a baby. Then he knelt knelt again, the phone rang loudly, and he came out of the trance. About a month later, I found out that I was pregnant, which may explain the gesture he made. My father-in-law had died eight months before this incident, which might explain the, this is my house. To this day, it still terrifies me. That's creepy. That is creepy. Uh, Four years ago, I woke up in the middle of the night, and there was a woman in a black dress standing beside my bed. When I sat up, she started to accuse me of having done things that I hadn't done, saying that I had apparently stolen someone from her. I don't know what was going through my head to argue with a ghost, but eventually I decided to ignore her and go back to sleep. She then pulled me out of the bed while attacking my body. She suddenly disappeared, and I was so afraid I couldn't get back to sleep. The whole thing felt so real that I actually was sore the next day, especially around my ankles where she grabbed me while pulling me from the bed. Hmm. That's creepy. Mm-hmm. 
Next one, I was once playing with a Ouija board in my room with a friend. We tried to light some candles, and as crazy as it sounds, they just wouldn't light, no matter how long we held the match to them. After a little while, I managed to light them, and we turned off the lights and closed the windows. Out of nowhere, my friend's mother called her, asking if everything was okay. Apparently, she suddenly felt a pang of worry. After my friend calmed her mother down, we started using the Ouija board, but nothing happened. Other than the candle flames moving kind of strangely. Later in the evening, after my friend had already gone home, I felt the sensation of being watched. (laughs) Jade, stop it. I ignored it and went to sleep, but had nightmares about being chased by a scary beast with enormous claws. And when I managed to wake up, I saw that my legs were scratched up. I couldn't sleep anymore, so I threw the Ouija board in the trash and slept cuddled up next to my mother for two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you get for playing with a Ouija board. Exactly. Next one, when I was 13 or 14 years old, I shared a bedroom with my sister, and there was a mirror on the wall across from my bed. I woke up to a very bright light one night, as if someone had been shining a flashlight in my face. When I opened my eyes, I saw an old man in a hospital gown, with a really long beard in front of the mirror. It was an old man that was shining so brightly. It was the old man that was shining so brightly. He was putting a feather necklace and he was putting on a feather necklace and saw me looking in the mirror. I was so terrified that when he started to turn to look at me, I froze. I couldn't call out to anyone because my voice wouldn't come out and I couldn't even move. I closed my eyes and didn't open them again until it was time to get up. I went to school looking like a mess because I went days without looking in the mirror. I never stayed home. I never stayed alone in the bedroom again or any place with mirrors. To this day, there's no mirrors in my bedroom. There you go. Mm-hmm. Next one. I once spent the weekend at my grandfather's house when I was eight. I was lying on the sofa and went out like a light. When I woke up, it was already night and I saw a black silhouette of a man sitting on a sofa near my feet looking right at me. I couldn't see his face, not even a trace of his features, just the silhouette of a burly, bald man. I screamed for my mom and she came to see what was going on. I told her, but she didn't take it seriously. <laughs> thinking, thinking it had, I had just dreamed the whole thing, but I know what I saw and it was very real. Next moment, I was a teenager. I had some friends over at my place for a sleepover. That night we were That night, in the wee hours of the morning, I woke up to the sound of someone calling for me. When I opened my eyes, I saw a headless man right in front of the group of us. He was wearing slacks and brown shoes. I screamed so loud that I woke up my parents and the other girls. The next day, nobody but me really remembered what had happened. I still remember to this day, and I'm almost 30 now. That's weird. That is weird. Next one, when I was a child, I walked into my bedroom and saw what looked like a Japanese girl in a black ballet tights with orange stripes. She was stopped in front of a mirror looking sideways at me. When I looked again, the girl disappeared and I ran from the room, making my mother come back with me. Years later, she confessed to me that she had been frightened that day because before I was born, she had given ballet lessons in that bedroom. The black and orange uniform had belonged to a girl that had been a student of hers who had passed away. Ooh, freaky. That's freaky. Next one, one night I woke, I suddenly woke up and saw an apparition, or who knows what, that looked like a Dementor from Harry Potter staring at me. 
We remained there eyeing each other for a while. Then the being's arm reached out and began squeezing my wrist. I felt a lot of pain and was desperate to get away but couldn't. The only thing I could do was close my eyes and sleep. Hmm. One evening I was alone in my bedroom doing homework. Suddenly I heard the sounds of footsteps coming from downstairs so I got up to check it out. Before I started down the steps, I heard the sound of bottles breaking in my father's bar downstairs, which went on for a little while. I made my way downstairs, but when I reached the landing, I could see broken bottles and glasses all over the floor, and I could hear people screaming in the house, even though I was the only person home. I locked myself in my room and stayed there until my parents got home, and guess what? There wasn't a single broken bottle or glass or anyone except me in the house. Ooh. What? That's weird. That is creepy. And I don't like the fact that that kind of seems like they can make us see what they want us yeah. or hear. That's they... not the first story exactly. I've heard like that. that is, that's creepy. <clears throat> next one, I had a nightstand next to my bed. And one night I was laying in bed and the nightstand started swaying as someone were rocking it. The nightstand was extremely heavy. There wasn't any breeze and I wasn't leaning on it. I sprinted out of the room and to this day no one can explain what happened. Hmm, that's weird. Next one, a former teacher I had I had actually told me this story. When she was about 15 years old, she used to go exploring waterfalls with her friends. It was a Sunday, and they had decided to go to a waterfall that was close to a little farm. They were all walking down the road when a long line of people appeared in front of them, walking away from the farm towards the city. As they approached, they realized it was a funeral procession, they passed the procession and could see that it was made up of only men who were all dressed in black. They all had their heads lowered in such a way that it wasn't possible to see their faces. When the group of friends turned to watch the procession go, it had vanished. Ooh, creepy. Creepy. And my last one. My paternal grandfather passed away, and after the funeral, our entire family returned to the little farm where he had lived with my grandmother because we didn't want to leave her alone. My grandfather was an extremely irritable old fellow who went around grumbling about pretty much anything, including any loud sound, voice, or laughter. <laughs> My aunts and cousins and I were sitting in the veranda talking, trying to dissipate the air of sadness. After an exhausting day, we were ready to laugh a little, but as soon as we did, we heard shuffling footsteps from inside the house and a grumbling voice say, shove that yelling up your ass. <laughs> exactly how my grandfather did when he was alive. We all froze. It was as if he were actually there. A short time later, my grandmother ended up moving away from the farm. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Those are mine. All right. All right. It's time for the witty wrap-up. Yay, witty wrap-up. Today, my three-year-old niece cried because she remembered she hit her leg somewhere three days ago. She said she forgot to cry about her leg that day. <laughs> what? <laughs> Parenting fail. After four-year-old's epic meltdown over toast cut the wrong way, me whispering under my breath with my back turned, oh, I'm so fucking tired. Four-year-old, well, I'm fucking tired too, mommy. <laughs> Little kids are so creepy. Example. I have a student who kisses me on the arm every day and whispers, There, now you'll live until tomorrow. And one day he didn't kiss me, and when he came to school the next morning, he looked genuinely surprised <laughs> to see me alive. Oh my 
<laughs> he thought he had magic powers for sure. <laughs> my seven-year-old staring at my face. Me. What is it, sweetie? My seven-year-old. Is my nose weird too? Kids are delightful. <laughs> so mean. <laughs> My toddler, who was not previously accustomed to being awake after dark, just looked outside and screamed, Where is the backyard? <laughs> Kid in my apartment complex. Happy Mother's Day. Me, thank you, but I'm not a mom. Kid, why? Me, I don't have any children. Kid, but you're old. <laughs> How rude. <laughs> my toddler dropped my phone while she was FaceTiming my mom, gasped, picked it back up and asked, Grandma, are you okay? It was the cutest, dumbest thing I've ever seen. I remember when I was younger, I thought perish was a good word. I was praying with my family one night, and I prayed that we would all perish. The silence that filled the room was unforgettable. And I hope we all die. (laughs) Amen. Children ages three to five are truly something else. I'm a tour guide, and at one point on my tour, I asked if anyone had any questions, and today a girl immediately yells out, Have you ever killed someone? Oh my god. And are the bodies in the walls? Oh my god, what the fuck? (laughs) Just heard my four-year-old say, It's time to milk the farm dog. And my two-year-old squeal, yay! And I better go see what they're doing. <laughs> what? Milk the farm dog? Oh my god. Run, puppy, run! <laughs> Six-year-old, what is the biggest country in the world? Seven-year-old, knowledgeably, no one knows. They're all big. Six-year-old nodding, only God knows. My son got his report card today, and academically, he did well, but his teacher wrote a note specifying he needs to use kind words with friends. I asked him about it, and he said, my friends are dumb, and they need to know. (laughs) That's my kind of kid. Oh, yeah. They're so stupid. They have to know. They have to change it. (laughs) Four-year-old, mom, how long was dad inside you? Me. Four-year-old mom? Me? What the f- Four-year-old well? How long was he inside you before you had him? Me? Oh, honey, no, I didn't birth your dad. Grandma did. Oh, God. <laughs> that is not a question you want to hear. Uh, no. <laughs> shop this morning and I heard her mom say go on it's okay and the little girl shuffled up to me and said excuse me please do you have to put on your tattoos by yourself every day or does your mom help you I am dying that's so cute wouldn't that suck that would suck you had to put them on every day that would suck so I would bad. not have tattoos I, pr- I wouldn't either that yeah, was too much work this. That's why I get tattoos. Yeah, they're permanent. Yeah. You don't have to deal with them. 
<laughs> they just look pretty every day. Exactly. My daughter asked why she can't just quit school, and I told her it's against the law, and they'll put me in jail, and my sweet child looked me in the eye and said, I'll visit you. Oh my god! <laughs> Little shit! I'll Go to visit damn school! You. I'll visit you! <laughs> She's not stupid. <laughs> Oh my God. When Pope II died, my nephew saw the body dressed in a red suit and started to cry. When I asked him what happened, he said, If Santa Claus died, who's going to bring my gifts? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Playing hangman. Son. Three. Me. It has to be a letter. Son, oh, nine. <laughs> Me looks at wife. Are we cousins? That's the, the answer he gave. I don't know how old he is. <laughs> oh, my God. Hats off to the waiter that kept a straight face as my five-year-old ordered the vagina for lunch instead of the lasagna. Oh, my God. What? Those don't even sound like. Holy shit. <laughs> if oh some kid ordered vagina for me, I would lose my damn mind. I, that would be... <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. I'd be telling everybody that story. Three-year-old. Mom, did you eat all the penis? Me? <laughs> Three-year-old. You like penis, Mom? Me? Three-year-old. Me? Three-year-old. Me? Peanuts! Yes, I ate the peanuts. Three-year-old, you like penis? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you like penis, Mama? Right? <laughs> oh my god! It's a good thing too, or you wouldn't be here. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> learned the phrase cranking the hog but doesn't know what it means so he uses it to mean what's up like yesterday when I was cooking hey how's it going dad cranking the old hog I love this for my family oh my god when my son was four he saw a commercial that said brushing alone is not enough to prevent cavities and tooth decay so he made us start brushing our teeth with him. It's been three years. It's been three years. Nobody tell him. Oh, that's cute. So Aiden is pretending to be a superhero he called Itchy Man. Apparently Itchy Man throws balls of itchy stuff at his enemies. I found this out when Aiden yelled, Hey, bad guys, look out. I got itchy balls. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
personal. <laughs> you should go to the doctor for that. I love that. Look out, bad guys! <laughs> I got itchy balls. Oh my god! Oh my god! Five-year-old asked me to go find something downstairs. I couldn't find it. Five-year-olds, I've got an idea. This time, go back downstairs and try your best. <laughs> refrigerator i can't find it i tell him exactly where it's at i love if that. i have to get up and go find it you're in trouble i love that hey i have an idea <laughs> how about you go try your best to lose at hide and seek me eyes closed one two three four-year-old whispers daddy can i hide in your shirt <laughs> i don't think he gets it <laughs> I think so. my four-year-old brother told me he was scared to grow up and cried for 10 minutes straight Finally, I asked him why he was so scared, and he said he was scared of drinking coffee. <laughs> what? Coffee. <laughs> what? I don't know. Kids are funny. I bought my son a, bu- a book about bats, and halfway through, he shouted, What? Bats are real? <laughs> All this time, he thought they were made up for Halloween like ghosts and witches. Oh, my God. That's like... the la- Well, at least that kid was small when he found out. <laughs> Five-year-old just cried for 20 minutes because she saw a dead raccoon on the road, and I can't get Christmas presents because it's dead. How y'all's Christmas Eve? (laughs) My sister was playing hide-and-seek with my little cousin. Where are you? He said, I'm right here. (laughs) When I was 11, I didn't know the difference between a veteran and a veterinarian, and I thanked the lady who put my dog down for her service. Daughter didn't want sunscreen, so I put her outside and yelled, Son, get her! And now she's flipping out. Oh my god, I'm trying that. Get her, son! Three-year-old, Mommy, I don't want dinner. Me, I'm not making dinner. I'm making you a big snack. Three-year-old, yay, snacks! Oh my god. Opens bottle of bleach. Nephew, how did you open it? I tried, but it didn't open. Me, oh, it's because it's called child safety lock. Children can't open it. Children can't open it. (laughs) Nephew looks at bottle in amazement. Nephew, how did it know I was a child? (laughs) That's cute. (laughs) Toddler, daddy, I want toast. Me, okay, buddy, here's some toast. Toddler, I don't like butter on my toast. Me, flips toast over to the dry side and hands it back. There you go. Toddler, thanks, Daddy. Toddlers are dumb. Take advantage of it while you can. 
six-year-old. Daddy, how long does it take to count to one million? After breaking breaking out the TI-85, I don't know what that is. I think it's a calculator. Oh. Dad, if you count one number per second, it would take you a little over 11.5 days. Six-year-old, what if I started a hundred? That's math and I don't get it. <laughs> Two-year-old eating his lunch. Papa's coffee hot? Me. Yeah, baby, it's hot. Don't touch. Two-year-old. Me blow on it for the Papa? It was at this point I witnessed with horror my two-year-old attempt to blow on my freshly made coffee only to spit a half-eaten chicken nugget straight into it. <laughs> oh my god. That's so sweet. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I was arguing with my husband and my son screamed, Yay, two Christmases <laughs> from the other room. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Nine-year-old. Dad, smell this. You licked, you licked a puss. Me, mutes TV, what? Nine-year-old, it's so good, smell it, you licked a puss. Me? Nine-year-old hands me a candle, me, it's eucalyptus! (laughs) You licked a puss? (laughs) That's great. You licked, you licked... My uh, candles now. How do you actually you eu- eucalyptus? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, it's gonna be you licked a puss from now yeah. on. Yeah. My six-year-old watching the watching me pour Drano down his bathroom sink. Six-year-old, what's that? Me. It dissolves whatever gunk is clogging up your drain. Six-year-old, cool. Even the screwdriver down there. Oh. Me. The what? <laughs> what? The what? I woke up to three-year-old kid, number four, petting my head. I asked what she needed, and she said, I wish I had a piece of you that I could carry with me all the time, like your finger. Haven't slept soundly since. (laughs) Oh, my. Creepy kids. We've been trying to teach three-year-old what to do in case of an emergency. Yesterday, we tested her. What would you do if you found me on the floor and you couldn't wake me up? I could see her little brain working. She finally said I would go into the kitchen and eat anything I want. I think we've done that one. Yeah, it was so funny. (laughs) Bedtime was half an hour ago. My six-year-old just walked out, bleary-eyed, and asked his father if a duck is a predator. (laughs) Okay. How many of these are there? Four-year-old daughter's crying her eyes out. Me, what's wrong, Tutu? Four-year-old, moving her hands on the sofa. If my fingers were markers, they would ruin the sofa. Me, but your fingers are not markers? Four-year-old, peak distress. I said if! (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Kids are the best, man. They get all shocked when you figure out they did something wrong. Like, Mom, how'd you know I colored on the table? Um, because you wrote your fucking name on it? (laughs) They think we're stupid. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Four-year-old, why did you go to work? Me, to pay me a salary. Four-year-old, me. Four-year-old, I don't even like celery. 
My daughter just punched me so hard in the balls and won't apologize. She just said, well, I don't know, and walked off. (laughs) Quarantine is going awesome. (laughs) Dad, isn't it weird that the word chicken can mean an animal or a type of food? My kid on the verge of making a horrific realization. (laughs) We've done that one too. Yeah. That's terrible. (laughs) My son keeps grabbing fists of air and screaming, mine. My daughter is crying, saying, TJ is stealing my air. (laughs) They are in my bedroom on a Saturday morning. That's totally a thing. They will literally argue over anything. This is my last one. My eight-year-old in the car today. Do you want me to throw the confetti in my pocket? Me? No, not in the car. Why do you have confetti in your pocket? Eight-year-old. It's my emergency confetti. I carry it everywhere in case there's good news. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all I got. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate it. Send in your stories. We need them. Ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook. Request to join the group. Uh, Rate, review, subscribe where you listen. And we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.